welcome Jacob Toll. It's really great. I'm really excited to what he's got to say. So let's give him a big welcome this morning. Dear God, I just want to thank you for Jacob. I want to thank you for the word that you've placed within him. And I just really pray that you will open our hearts to hear what you've got to say through him this morning. Just fill him with your Holy Spirit now. Give him your peace and your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. So, hello, everybody. I'm Jacob, obviously. Um, so I'm going to speak for a short time. Um, but what I really want to do is encourage anybody that's feeling like they're distant from God or they've lost focus. So that's the, like the, the main bit of my message. Um, but first I want to start with um, what today is really about. And it's about remembering and honoring those who have sacrificed and suffered for our country. So I think it's really important to remember that. Um, and uh, I think it's quite an unusual day as a nation to, to stop and look back and remember. It's not something we usually do, I don't think. Um, and I think that shows the significance of today and like the importance of uh, remembering what these people did for us. Um, so, yeah. Um, but also, I think it shows that as a nation, we, we don't stop and look back enough. So there, there are 5,200... No, no, sorry. 525,600 minutes in a year. Um, but only two of these are like, designated to remembering in this event. So I think that's sad that like, such a small percentage of the year is taken up to remember. And I think the reason for this is that our society is focused on what's happening now, what's happening next. And I think there's a danger in that, that if we, um, we only look at what we're doing and what's happening in the future, we start to forget the past. We start to glaze over what's happened before. How have we got to this point? So don't don't get me wrong. Um, Looking forward is great. It's essential. Um, We have to do it to bring change and development in anything, and especially in our Christian lives. For example, there are 1,817 prophecies in the Bible. Um, That's over a quarter of the text in the Bible being prophecy. So for me, that just shows how important it is, and it's, it's vital. Um, well, in Joshua 4, verse 20, it says, Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. So, so what had just happened there was that after four years of wandering around, after being, God had saved them from um, the Egyptians, uh, the Israelites needed to cross the River Jordan, which is it's a big river, it's a massive river. And, you know, there's young people, there's old people, they can't cross it without some kind of help. And, and just beyond the River Jordan is the promised land that they've been searching for for 40 years. And uh, so, so it's a real problem. It's impossible for them to do it. But then as soon as the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant put their feet on the water, a miracle happened. The Red Sea... Oh, no, it's all... The, the, oh, the river was stopped, just like at the Red Sea. Um, so amazing, amazing act of God. And uh, so after that, God asked that, um, that 12 men were to pick up... Um, Stones from where the priest stood, so they were big stones. They were like, it says they were carried on the shoulders, so they were, they were big stones, and they were to build a memorial to help 
remember what God had done. But why did they need this fancy memorial just to remember? Why was it so important that they remembered? And why would they not remember without this memorial? Um, Well, the truth is that the Israelites had a bad track record at remembering. So really, God was just helping them. And when I say they had a bad track record, this is what I mean. In Exodus 14, it tells of the final part of how God had rescued the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Their rescue was incredible, though. There was miracles, like the plague, and it was just like an incredible time of God working and helping his people. Uh, but even in the, as soon as the next chapter, in Exodus 15, the Israelites began to complain because of the lack of water. And, um, yeah, so lack of water. And their faith had gone. They'd forgotten what God was capable of already. Even after seeing all that, they had already forgotten what he was capable of. And they lost trust in him. Then, as soon as chapter 16, it got worse. Uh, the Israelites had now forgotten how bad it was in Egypt. They said, if only we had died in Egypt, at least we had pots of meat. So now they had completely forgotten what God had delivered them from and what they cried out for for years to get away from. They'd forgotten that already. And then for a bit further on, Exodus 32, when God um, was speaking to Moses in the mountains, getting the Ten Commandments, it was a pretty big thing, um, they got fed up of waiting for Moses, and they actually forgot God. They, started build, they melted down gold, and they started building their own gods. So, so they, basically, they were awful at remembering. And they, so they even forgot God um, and what he'd done for them. So going back to the piles of stones, God had seen how forgetful the Israelites were and knew how important it was for them to continually remember what he had done. So it was vital. He needed them to remember because without remembering, they were getting lost. They were losing track. They were just, they were, they were bad. Um, so when was the last time we took a moment to remember and say thanks to the Lord for what he's done in our lives? Um, could we sometimes be like the Israelites? Um, now I know sometimes I need 12 stones to look back on to, to keep me on track. And... Um, I feel like if we don't remember to look back at what God has done in the past, we can, we can really struggle to trust in what he's doing in our lives now and in the future. Because if we don't have those foundations of remembering what he has done, we, we can't, I mean, it's hard to know what he can do. So I think it's really important to create a way of remembering these things. And it may not be a stone tower or a memorial, or anything as big as that. But it could just be writing a notepad, retelling your stories to people, sharing it, making sure that there's something to come back to and count on when there's times of struggle. So, so yeah, so there would have been generations uh, of younger Israelites that they were not alive when this amazing event happened, when they crossed the River Jordan and 40 years but they can look back to this, um, these 12 stones and they can take the exact same thing that the Israelites took from it. They can take the same power and encouragement of God uh, without actually being there because of this memorial. So stories of what God has done in our nation, towns and families must be told and not forgotten and remembered. Um, for example, uh, I'm really grateful for my granddad, my great-granddad, George Madden, for writing down the story of his life with God. So he wrote a little book, and it's got all his stories, like amazing stuff with like, Rosary, oh, Rolls Royce, Long Eaton, uh, Stop 
stop for it? No. Is that it? Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but it's really amazing stuff. And sadly, he passed away earlier, earlier this year. So I can't actually ask him about this amazing stuff that he did. But because he wrote down in this book, he set his 12 stones down. It means that God... Oh, no. It means that I can go back to this, anybody can go back to this, and see the amazing works that God did in his life. And I can be encouraged by that. And it can continue to inspire future generations. So stuff that happened ages ago, I can draw back to and use in my own life. So I'm going through a struggle, I can look back to this. Somebody else has been through it, I can take from it. So to round up, if you came in here this morning feeling distant from God or lost, um, I challenge you to really look back and remember and be grateful. Because I, I know in, in everybody's life, um, or your family, or your friends, there is amazing stuff God has done. And it's just about seeking that out and, and remembering that he's done that. Because, um, you know, we need that to help us believe in the future and what, what's going to come. So, yeah, they're so, so valuable. So. Here, to remember. Well done, Jacob. Isn't that amazing? We need to remember. Isn't that great to be reminded? So Sue, Jacob's grandma, is going to take the second part of that. So thank you. So let's welcome Sue. This is Jacob's grandma coming up. Thank you so much. What a wonderful thing it is to be a Christian. Do you know, I never cease to be amazed just to think that I know God. I know God personally. Since I was 12 years old when the Lord met with me. And... Um, Every day, I, I still am amazed because he's done so much for me. It's, it's, it's so wonderful to know God and also to know where we're going, that he knows us and there's a place in heaven for us. So if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, well, he, he, ask for him to come to you and he will speak to you. And the Christian life, I've been a Christian since I was 12, And what a wonderful life, a wonderful life that I could could stand here for hours telling you, but but that's not for this morning. But I just praise the Lord that he found me. He found me. Has he found you? And I'm just so glad that just Jesus on the cross took my sin, my sin away, and I've become alive to God alive to God. I know God personally, and it's so wonderful. Ever since I was 12 years old, so throughout the years, God has been with me in all that I've done. He sent me to places overseas, many places to tell people about the Lord, and it's such an exciting life. Yes, we have our troubles, but God lifts us And he turns situations around. And if you've got problems this morning, 
Go to God. God will suss them out. He will be with you. And it's amazing how things come together. And I just praise God for a life of knowing God, of knowing him. You know, I can't get over that, that we can actually, the almighty God of the creation, but we can know him and live through him day by day. Amen. So Jesus gave us something amazing as we've been led this morning, this idea of remembrance. Jesus did this. He said on, he had a, a meal with his friends and he gave them a, a, an amazing way of remembering him and remembering the amazing work that he was about to do. He was about to go to the cross to die for them. But then three days later, he'd be raised from the dead and anyone who believes in him could experience the same resurrection life. And it was, he took the bread and he took bread and uh, he broke the bread in this meal that he had. He said, this is my body. And as he broke the bread, he said, this is broken for you. Take it and eat it and remember me. He then took, they were drinking wine at that place. He took this cup and he poured out the wine. He said, then this is my blood that will be poured out for you. Drink this and remember me. And when he said in this meal, remember me through the breaking of the bread and the taking of the bread representing his body and the drinking of the cup representing his blood, he was saying this. When he said, remember me, he he meant this, bring me to living memory. And the word literally means bring to living memory. So we don't just remember something that was dead and buried and done, but because Jesus is alive, we may know him as the living Jesus Christ because of the resurrection. And so it's something powerful, as Jacob has just been saying, and Sue has just said, about knowing this living Jesus today. And as we take this bread and take this cup, we remember his life, death, and resurrection, and Jesus is here now by faith. By faith. We can bring him to living memory. It's good that we don't forget, but we remember and reach out to Jesus Christ, the living Jesus who is alive. We too can know the same resurrection life. So we're going to do that together this morning. Shall we pray? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that this morning we may remember you through the taking of this bread representing your body and the drinking of this cup which represents your blood poured out for us. Your resurrection, your, your death taking our, our, our wrongness, our sin, but your life giving us life this morning. And so we choose to remember all that you've done, all that you can do now, and all that you will do for us in the future to come, because you are indeed the living God. And may we know and remember, but also experience this resurrection life as we take this this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.